Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! John He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. Everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Fairway Finders. We are here at episode number six. It is big, big week. We are at the British Open. Excited, as always, joined with Steve and Donica. How are you, lads? How are the men? Grand. Yeah, good. Uh, hang on. Do we know what this is? Oh, we do. Do we know what this is? I don't know how much of this we're going to play. I just want the first couple of lines. You get the point. Uh, very happy, so that's, man. That's well, half yeah. our en- English audience gone. Turned off. <laughs> yeah, that's every English man ever followed us, ever listening yeah. in. Just lost about, just lost thirty followers. And uh, you know, I actually kind of felt bad for them. I know this is a golf podcast, but we can't just. It'd be remiss of us not to mention what went on last night. I actually felt very sorry for England. Um, yeah, but, I'm not going to start commenting, so I won't. I won't stop. So, I'll yeah, I haven't done the matter. Have felt felt very sorry for everyone except Declan Rice. Well there done, Italy yeah. is all I'll say. Well fast. done, Italy. Great performance. Fair play. Deserve winners. So, anyway, uh, moving on quickly. So we uh, last week we had the uh, the John Deere and the Scottish Open, um, which threw up a good few uh, random kind of results. Um, Donnie, you had. Polter backed, which was a very, very good uh, place. Where, what, what did they get? T4, was it? Yeah, it was a really fun Sunday, actually, because the mm. leaderboard was crazy stacked. There was, with about two hours, like when 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 the leaders were coming up at sixth or seventh hole, there was still about like 15 guys who could have won it. Yeah. Um, Polter shot the lights out on Sunday. He shot a Sunday 63, so he got out early. Um, he missed... Uh, four foot put on 17 and if he'd have made it he would have finished with five birdies which would have got him to 18 under which would have got him into the playoff mm. um, so a little bit bittersweet but he sort of not that he came from nowhere but he was a 55 to one shot um, and that was a fairly handsome uh, return in terms of a place so we had a profitable week on my end um, I didn't pay very much attention to the John Deere um, to yeah, be honest no. Well, I didn't fair, pay much attention. One and only pick missed the cut, so I stopped watching after Friday. <laughs> yeah, me too. Alexander, I had a terrible um, week. Alexander was so. good the week before, and then he just yeah, he, yeah, he never no, got very bad week for me as well. Xander, Xander just missed out on a, a, a place for me. But another top ten for the goal. Another, another top ten, yeah, that's right. But in terms of getting me some moolah, unfortunately not. Um, but sure, look, I won't hold it you against get- them. You did make a very good call about one Mr. Man. Oh, yeah, my funky bet came off. Yeah, Rory was always missing the cut, lads. Always. Four to one. That's a great price for a guy not to make the weekend. And lo and behold, it happened. So uh, kudos for that one. That was decent. Fair play, bro. I thought that was very brave because, yeah, I thought Rory would have performed a hell of a lot better than what he did. Mm. Uh, Certainly cause for, is it cause for concern? Absolutely not. No, because he didn't give a fuck, as I said. Like, he did no way he was giving a shit, and he will turn up this week, no doubt. Brew the psychologist. He's in, yeah, in Rory's it. head. I'm in yeah. him, yeah. <laughs> <He's on the laughs> if he plays well, I'll tell you, he, he's, he's not going to play well, lads, and I think he probably will play well this week. Is it enough to win? Absolutely, Don't he'll play well so, this week. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think there's every chance to play as well this week. I'm sure we'll get into it and we, we start mm-hmm. doing picks. I know like there's probably going to be a difference of opinion amongst the panel about his chances this week. But sure. I mean, it's Rory McIlroy and it's an open championship. And if you're ignoring him, then, you know, you're, you're taking your life into your hands. Exactly. But uh, one thing we will do quickly, because I know this is the uh, the uh, open. We probably get a, a few new listeners listening to this podcast. You know, firstly, we would say 
go back and listen from the start. This is only, you know, the the, the, the like sixth episode. So please go back, listen to the, uh, from the start, you know, you'll kind of get to know us, what we kind of do. Uh, but for those who are new, we've kind of come up with a little recap here, which we, we will insert before we start talking about the British Open picks. We sort of kick in and, and give some give the people what they want. Give the people what they want. Better than most. How about in? That is better than most. Better than most. So this one at 300 to one is Fabrizio Zanotti, the Paraguayan. Who the fuck is that guy? My other picks are speculative. My 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 pick on John Ram is very much from a place of confidence. Another one is landed. 72nd hole, this time for Long, to take the lead in the U.S. Open. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior. Pick a golfer who is like in the top 10 for the betting, who will definitely not win. Yeah, McElroy, for me. <laughs> yeah, McElroy, for me, McElroy, for me. Back to Rory. And for birdie. That's a two-shot lead with three to play. It's about two feet. For a big ovation and a welcome back. The roars have returned in golf. So there you there you heard a few of our, our good picks, a few of our bad picks. You heard you heard me picking uh McElroy the week that he won as as my will not win. So that was uh, unfortunate. Another one we had a few weeks after that was Steve picked uh, Victor Hovland not to win, which he actually ended up winning. So we still haven't done the forfeit for Steve. Um, so what do we think, Donnie? What should we do? I love the golf in the dress idea. I like the putting with a driver idea. Um, I don't know. Uh, I think it has to, should be golf course related. Maybe. Yeah, that's but. fair. I agree. Send us some suggestions. So basically, when when Brew got stung when McElroy won the Wells Fargo, uh, he did the cinnamon challenge on the pod the week after the Wells Fargo, which we all had to go to laugh at. Um, but yeah, with any ideas, we want to go. Uh, we don't want to be too harsh. We don't yeah. want to be too harsh because he was a thirteen to two favorite. To be fair, and I think this is just dragging out a little bit too long now as well. Do you know what I mean? It's like no, you're not getting away with it. I'm sorry. I think I think we, again, as I said, null and void. It should be. It's just dragged out too well, long. The buzz, oh, the buzz I, is gone. Let's just have a laugh. A bad pick there, Stephen. I move on. Do you know what I mean? Well, well, we'll tell you what, we, we won't be doing that. Um, <laughs> but we can just disregard that comment straight away, and uh, we can we can we'll figure something out. Don't you worry. Okay. Yeah. That axe is still hanging over you. It's still swinging back and forth. To be fair, though, I do agree. We do need to actually decide though what we need to do because it has been dragging. So I think we'll we we will pick something. By by the next week, I know I've said that now. You said that last two week, weeks and then the week before. but I think I it expires. I'm fine with the with the having to use a driver as like as a as a as a, as a putter. <laughs> Fuck, it might help my putting to be honest. What about what <laughs> about if Steve has to shave a little tiny green into the top of his head? I can't. I'm a professional man, Donny. Can't do that. Video in this video call era. Yeah, but I mean, into the back of your head, people won't see it. <laughs> the back of the head, yeah. Yeah, just don't have the mirror behind you. But sure, you won't be able to see it then, will you? That's well, true. we'll we'll get pictures and they will go online. Photoshop, perfect. <laughs> yeah, I got to. <laughs> Again, we're not doing that. But yeah, no, we will we we will come up now this week with something and we'll yeah. have it finalized then for next week. But I I think something like the driver as as like a putter is 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 fair. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. I think that's enough shy talk anyway, boys. We get into the we can do picks. into the open championship. Give the people what they want, yeah, Donnie. Let's go. Sorry, I'm sorry. fucking buzzing for this. So yeah, we we lads uh, play a little uh, intro we made for the British Open, then we get started into the picks. Get it out there. That's more like it. Oh yeah. We love Peter Alice. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the open champion perhaps he doesn't know where he is he's two ahead this is a bit of a risk in this way don't you think i would have thought so yes i mean 
That's all. Danger's up there on the right, Pete. If yeah, there's also danger on the left if you go far enough left. What are we now? Now there's no danger at all. That's horrific. I, I have fear, but just I don't care. I don't. It's a it's a fear. I don't. Would you care if you hadn't won three majors? If you hadn't won a tournament, you'd be. I think that's why I won the three majors. It's the thing you you sort of dream about, isn't it? You know, the fact that I'm three shots ahead, that I'm just off the edge of the green. And it's, it's like, oh, I can really savour this now. I can really, really enjoy this walk. This is the biggest and best out of all of them. Your name is on that trophy, and nobody can ever take that away from you. This is the oldest, the biggest, and the best. We're here now, main event, lads. Here are so, our main picks. So, something to say, though. One of the yeah. reasons why, obviously, we love the Open Championship so much. We're biased, as you can tell by the accents. We are three Irish lads, mm-hmm. and we've had so much success. So what you heard on that audio bed was Harrington's legendary uh, wood into 17 to win at Carnoustie. You heard Lowry, obviously, defending champion. You heard Darren Clark very eloquently saying why the Open is the special one. Um that that was the last time it was at Royal St George's as well in 2011 and that to this point is probably my favourite ever winner because the wind was going to hell that week and Darren Clark was kind of had fallen off the face of the golfing planet in terms of like the top echelons of the sport he was 125 to 1 that week and as in if it was any other kind of tournament or layout he would have been 500 to 1 and I I had money on him but I, I had friends who had money on him and it was a legendary week and um, he won by three in the end which meant there was no sort of dramas um, coming down 18 uh, so I'm hoping for something similar this week with another nice little winner without any dramas I feel pretty confident seeing as uh, Brew and I are coming off we were so bullish on John Ram to win the US Open and we were so vindicated mm-hmm. uh, yeah so well one winner boys top job um, Donny do we know do we know much about the the weather this week? Have you seen, yeah. seen much about it, what we're predicting? So I was tweeting earlier on, like this week more than any other week or any other tournament in the calendar. It's just so crucial to know what the weather's going to do. So the last time we played at Royal St. George's, there were only three guys out of the top 24 that were uh, that didn't get the best draw. So the best draw in 2011 was... PM Thursday, AM Friday. Now, that just means uh, whatever it was, 11 years ago or 10 years ago, sorry. 10 years ago, the wind died down in the afternoon on Thursday and picked up in the afternoon on Friday. That's all that is. We're recording this on Monday night. It looks like the forecast is dry. Dry for the weekend. The wind seems to have more teeth on Thursday, Friday, which means the draw is going to be absolutely massive in terms of picking guys who are going to contend. I think, I just think that guys, you know, Saturday, Sunday, the wind like, average in about 20, 24 kilometers an hour. So enough to move a ball, enough to, um, you know, uh, to make you need to hit it under the wind. Uh, that's what it's giving at the minute. I suspect, I suspect the draw might follow what it did 10 years ago. Whereas hopefully Thursday, if the wind dies down in the afternoon, you get guys to take advantage of those conditions and then get them out Friday morning before the wind picks up again. And you might see a big, a big difference in the scoring average between both sides of the draw. Yeah. And draw comes out tomorrow, tomorrow afternoon. Should be. Yeah. 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 Should be tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So it's something to bear in mind before you put any money down, but we're somewhat picking blind in a way. Because obviously we don't know who's who's playing where, but uh, it's just something to bear in mind. If you're if you're going big on anybody this week, just make sure they have the right side of the draw, which um, we'll we'll find out tomorrow. Yeah, like I'm not putting all my eggs in the in the basket of the draw, but I'm just saying there was probably a three four shot advantage in being the right side of the draw ten years ago, um, and it may not be as dramatic this time because it seems like the wind is fairly consistent all week and that. It's going to be quite sunny, partially cloudy for the whole week. But of the picks that I have, so I, I'm going to reel off a heap of golfers that I think are good prices and have good chances. But I will be like making my actual bets when the draw comes out in earnest. That if there's a guy who I'm sort of a little bit on the fence about and he's the wrong side of the draw, then he's out and vice versa. I actually yeah. think that's that's pretty fair. 
to be honest. Very sensible, Donny. Yeah. Most sensible um, thing I've heard you say on the podcast. And it's I want to build my, it's build my wingers all my places and, and just all the times that I'm right about Xander. That trumps it. <laughs> that trumps it all. So I think. far. So far. Um, I, I have a few little fun facts about the Open there, lads. If it, I might spiel them off if uh, that's I right. Can I just interrupt? I feel a little bit offended, Bruda. Yeah, I've, sorry. I've been wheeling out these stats these nugget stats the last two weeks in a row and then the big event comes on I'm, I'm, I'm benched you know oh, sitting no, on the sidelines I think the, the last time you were like I've done work unlike Donnie and Bruce so I, I took that so to heart that That's I needed good. to come back and be able to have backup facts for whatever facts you're going to be spitting Steve you know That's no, all. I, they're just backup you know facts I, I don't have any facts because I've you know I'm on the sidelines so whatever <laughs> so I don't know if you, yeah, I might have seen this already, but I saw this earlier, which I thought was quite interesting. So seven of the last nine winners of the Open have been 32 or older. Seven mm-hmm. of the last eight winners had recorded a T20 or better in one of the year's first two or three uh, majors. And 14 of the last 15 winners finished T9 or better at the event, at the previous event of the year. Yeah. I'm trying to, I'm trying to think in my head, does that work for my picks or does it not? So, unfortunately, Xander Shoffley finishing T10 is fucked oh, Come on. No, I'm joking. Come on. <laughs> um, it, that's like one. Very much feels like from from some of the like stats that I pulled out. So another another one to add to that is the fact that um, fourteen of the last fifteen Open Championship winners had posted a top ten in the Open Championship previously. Okay. Um, I believe the only uh, I was going to say the only exception there was Ben Curtis, but that's a long. Lowry had Lowry had a, a horrendous Open record before. It I could have been Lowry won. actually. Yeah, I looked that up today. Terrible Open record, and then yeah, he really did. It early yeah um, um yeah no so, I, yeah it, it's in, even the like the like 32 year old one i thought was quite interesting not to say that there won't be a, a young winner but um but there won't be a young winner yeah no, but, but like, I, but like I, no but like in fairness i i actually would love to know what percentage of the field are 32 and above i would assume the majority most. yeah i would assume the like the like majority but there's definitely a good few young lads coming on the the, the uh, tour now so it's yeah. i think it's it's gonna it's gonna need like so Royal st george's is kind of famous for bad bounces it's got infamous okay. bad bounces especially on fairways that um so i don't know if you heard matt fitzpatrick comments uh on the course this week he's not entirely enamored with a course that doesn't necessarily reward good shots so Royal st george's oh, been criticized in, <laughs> harsh it's been criticized in the past um, for you know, guys, guys split a fairway, get a bad bounce, end up in the rough in a shitty light. Um, and I saw actually Richard Bland was tweeting in the last couple of hours saying that the rough is some of the thickest he's ever seen at a links course. So, um, like, it 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 could be like it could be a very temperamental week, and I think the fact that older pros tend to win the open and it's an older kind of demographic that typically go, goes well just speaks to the fact that you need one a lot of sort of mental fortitude and patience and two you need a little bit of guile like as an open championship should be this isn't this is anything but a bomber's paradise being really long off the tee is not really going to mean anything this week although you know 700 7200 yards as a par 70 is a pretty long track like i think there's there's two par threes that are over 240 yards. Jesus. So like they're monsters. Yeah. And then I think there's you know, five or six of the par fours over 450. A lot of par fives seem fairly gettable. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, uh, you, you do need a guy who's been there and done it, I think, this week. Like, they sort yeah. of, like, the, the, like, I just can't see, I can't see a young gun or a guy who hasn't um, sort of been on the circuit for a few years. Uh, even contending, to be honest. No, I, I think so as well. And going back to, to Fitzpatrick, Sunday was a hell of a day for me. So not only did I see England lose on a penalty shootout, I also saw Matt Fitzpatrick lose in a, a playoff in the Scottish Open as well. The guy, yeah, the guy, 
he just annoys me. It's like you're, he's complaining already about bad bounces. Like you're a professional golfer, it's the same conditions for the whole however many players are in the field. Just get on with it. Stop bitching yeah. about it. And, yeah, and try and win a major. You know, I, Agreed. Like, honestly, I don't know what it is about the guy, but he just anytime I even see him interviewed, I just get angry looking at him. So. <laughs> He just grinds. He just grinds your gears. He just gr- and I don't get annoyed by much. But Matt Fitzpatrick, I don't know what it is about the guy. If anyone else feels the same, leave us a comment saying yeah. I yeah. Think he's to, a to be fair, I, I as well. I have similar with obviously different sport. Novak, Novak, like Djokovic, fucking hate oh, him so yeah, much. Yeah, I despise him. Yeah, oh, I just, one of the greats. He does. At and least he's, Djokovic is he's one. Of, he's probably the greatest tennis player ever. He, back, he could be. Oh, he's Patrick up there. Is, anyway, yeah. I know. I know. I know. He's won that's two true. events on the European Tour. Well done, pal. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, just sorry, I just have just really quickly. I have just one or two more fun facts there about the Open. Yeah, I want to spiel off quickly. Um, Harold Varden has the most wins. Um, he's won six open titles. Now, however, you have to go way back for that. It was in the early like 1900s. Um, four players have won the event five times, including Tom Watson, who obviously could have won it for his sixth time in 2009 at the age of 59, but lost in the playoff. Fucking um, Stuart Singh, huh? Stuart Singh. Just let him it. win. Just let him uh, win. God, such a villain he was. That, that he was, man. He such was. a nice fella as well, but it looks good. Yeah. What a, what a cunt. Uh, yeah, um, the oldest winner to win the uh, Open is old Tom Morris, who won the Open in 1867 at the age of 46. And f- weird but fun fact after that. Picture f- didn't happen. What? Pixar didn't happen. <laughs> the following year. Hey, listen, I won't have, I won't have shit being talked about old Tom Morris on this podcast. That's right? it, Donica. And listen to this. I'm right? out of line. I'm out of line. I'm sorry, the, old and young Tom Morris. The following year, so young. 1868, his son, young Tom Morris, won the Open and became the youngest ever player to win the Open at 17. That's pretty sick. Oh, yeah, that's, that's a very cool. He so then went a- on to win three open championships in a row to, to have four open championships. Mm-hmm. And that was, that's, that's young Tom Morris. Um, the highest score on, on a whole, Hermann Tissies, a German amateur who has the dishonor of having the worst score on a single hole, which when he had a 15 on the eighth hole at Royal <laughs> Troom in 1950, the hole was a 120 yard par three. What's his name again? Uh, Herman Tesis. Attaboy, Herman. Um, and oh, then the best comeback of all time was Paul Laurie uh, completed a 10 stroke comeback in the final round to win the 1999 Open at, at mm. Carnoustie. Um, it was pretty much. Uh, Jean van der Velde completely collapsed oh, yeah. from, like, from like, being ahead. Yeah, one most of the most famous collapsing golf. Yeah. So, yeah, just sorry. I just wanted to spiel off those few fun facts before we continued. Well, I'm glad I didn't do any stat work this week because I would have been completely fucking blown out of the water by those nuggets, bro. Fair play to you. They're good. They're very, very good. Fucking Herman, huh? Herman. <laughs> 15 on a 120 yard par three. Jeez, I'd back oh, myself God. to do better than that. Just take the putter out. <laughs> yeah, literally just uh, <laughs> 15, like a 15. Like, I'm that shit at golf. I don't know if, I, if I'd have a 15 on a fucking par three, but anyway. Apparently, you hit the green and 14 putted. That's what I heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he took a brilliant 15 footer. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. So, will we get uh, into our picks and stuff? I know I, I have six picks. I have a funky bet, and then I have a do not win. I know we all roughly have about five or six ish picks. Yeah. Um, do you know what? I, I don't want to listen to the two of you starting this off by talking about how great John Ram is and how much you fancy him this week. So, I'll, uh, we should, by the way, we should change the name of the podcast to the favorite finders as opposed to the oh, finders. finders. We just that's do that's, that's what but, we do. Uh, so I'll, I'll, I'll start us off. So I have three main picks, right, that I'll, I'll run through quickly. And then I'll let you talk about John Rand for the next so can, hour. Can we just, uh, can we just um, so are you hoping to actually make the cut this week? Is that the goal? Yeah. Yeah. Again, listen, oh, yeah. got, a, got a good solid uh, T5 last uh, last major championship so we're, we're going to build on that yeah um, yeah. 
so don't my, know who, who won it. I can't remember. Oh yeah, so sorry. Brilliant. My sorry, Danny. I'm just trying to talk here. Right? Oh sorry. My uh, my main the, the listeners are going to want to hear this main headline pick, right? Uh, my main headline pick is going to be Rory McIlroy at a price of twenty to one. I'm so confident on Rory McIlroy that I've not done him each way. I've done him just to win. <laughs> wow, that is ballsy, Steve. So play. Rory McIlroy is, as, as I think we discussed, was it last week or two weeks ago, McIlroy is one of the, the greatest ever players to pick up a golf club. One of the best swings. His open championship record is excellent. Previous winner. The thing that really sold or sealed the deal for me was a stat I read on Twitter by a guy called Justin Ray. And the stat is that Rory McIlroy missed the cut, as we all know, last week at the Scottish Open. Eight of the last nine times he's missed the cut worldwide, he's finished in the top 20 the following start. In three of those instances, he won his next start. So that's pretty, pretty impressive bounce back ability by a guy who a lot of people are going to say, oh, Rory's missed the cut. Rory's not going to play well this week. Like, Rory got to, to leave Scotland on Friday night, Saturday morning, went down to Royal St. George's, has been working on his game with P. Cowan, and he's come out in an interview and said, I am so close to getting it all together. I'm so close to having a big round. And I just think he's back at the Open Championship. He finished tied 25th here the last time uh, when he was a, a kid, basically, back in, in 2011, 10 years ago. So I just think Rory is, is hugely overpriced at, at 20 to 1. So he's uh, he's a twenty five dollar win bet for me straight up. Second bet then twenty to one because that, that's that's a, that is a big price. That's twenty to one William Hill. That's, wow, that's head turning, man. Because yeah. like, what is he on Paddy Power? He's well, he's sixteen on Paddy Power. Yeah, but so Paddy Power are giving you forty five places or whatever they're doing each way. So yeah, but pretty yeah, twelve the places. Price, the prices are got down. Um, yeah, so look, I I think Rory like he's just. I think if every if every player turns up plays their a game plays as well as they can rory still wins so i'm gonna take i'm gonna take uh take him as my main pick second is shane lowry so i'm on shane lowry at 40 to 1 i think he's probably best priced about 35 to 1 uh anywhere around at at the moment pretty straightforward i mean we all know how good shane lowry is on links golf we know he's he's the defending champion but it's it's a two-year way to defend his his crown so i think it probably eases the burden a little bit because it's not really like oh you're the defending champion it's two years ago so it's kind of passed a little bit obviously big expectations on him but the the big thing with Lowry is that he on the European tour he's tied second for greens in regulation and which is going to be a sorry he's number one greens in regulation on the European tour and he's 40th in the PGA tour on greens in regulation which I think is going to be a good stat he scrambles really well and really good off the tee it's just a case of can you get the putter going or not um so shane lowry is just a, an automatic bet i think for for anyone I, i'd encourage you to to get some money on him and then my last big fancy is uh one of the greatest of all time uh, donnie's favorite player xander shoffley now i say i say greatest of all time with a little, little bit of sarcasm in there but xander shoffley 20 to 1 as well along with rory Tied 10 last week, came over to Scotland just, just for a little warm-up and uh, was able to, to fire out a top 10. Play, play really well. He's been tied second in an Open Championship. We all know how good he is in, in majors. Just top top five, top 10 machine. And I just think it, it's all starting to come together for him and he can, he can definitely go one better this time and, and get, a, get that first place. And yeah, that's it. So my three main bets, Rory, 20 to 1, win. Xander twenty to one each way, and Lowry a forty to one each way. So those are my three main fancies. Yeah, fair. Giving it to us for going after. Hmm. I'm sorry. Eight, I'm sorry. Eight to one. No, you know, to actually, one. I take it back. I take it back because two of my picks are shorter priced than twenty. There to one. you go. And <laughs> so, sorry. The last thing I want to mention. The last thing I want to mention is that Bryson DeChambeau is thirty-three to one to win the Open Championship, which is such an overpriced i don't i'm not going to put him up as one of my picks i have backed him this week purely because bryson DeChambeau should never be 33 to 1 for any golf tournament he we all know how good he is off the tee he's a surprisingly good short game surprisingly good putter i think he could go very yeah. very close he could miss but, the but cost but 
what I would counter and, and no like it is it's a very very large price for a very very large man huge price um, but he's a very in my opinion stupid golfer yes as in he tends we saw this at Kiowa he puts it in the most absurdly stupid places and he 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 he's dead like he could he could be dead on four holes this week and make doubles and trebles and that's so that's but he, he could get that St. George's bounce and then he could make eagles. And yeah. He could drive. I'm sure there's plenty of power fours that he can drive and, and he can take advantage of. I'd be so. surprised. It's like considering if, it, it's a power 70, it's actually quite a long track. Yeah. Let me just say, if Bryson DeChambeau wins at 33 to 1 and you're not on him, you will feel very, very stupid when you go. It's happened to me before with Brooks at 40 to 1. With DJ, he was 28 to 1 to win the Northern Trust. He was a year ago or two years ago, and he won by eleven shots. I think now I'm not saying Bryson's going to win by eleven shots, but you just there, there's, there's times in betting on golf when you see a guy that's stupidly overpriced like Bryson is, and you just have to get on him. So I again, I'm not putting him up as a pick, but I have bet him. Yeah, fair enough. So you have you you've not got a funky bet. I don't. No, I have two. Sure, I'll, I'll crack on with my final two, and then I'll I'll show. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry for the rest of it. Yeah. Um, so. The, the next guy I have, so these two are, are more outsiders, smaller stakes. So I'm going to stick with Corey Connors from last week. So Corey Connors opened up with a horrendous five-over power round in the Scottish Open. Um, and I was like, this fucking guy, you know, give him the big hype up last week, Canadian guy coming over, great uh, iron player. And uh, he goes and does that. But he, he bounced back day two with a six-under power. I think he was bogey-free. Um, for the round and play, played some really, really good stuff. So I would forgive him the first round flying over to Scotland, probably not acclimatised just yet. Uh, and he's he's going straight down to um, to the Open with a, a six under par. That's, on a, that's, a, that's a Rory McIlroy at Port Rush job, that is, because he would have missed mm. the one, I think. Exactly, yeah. So it's just that bounce back. I like that, that a guy can bounce back he can shoot 11 shots better on the second day than he did on the first day so uh, Corey Connors is 100 to 1 which again I, I think Corey Connors shouldn't be 100 to 1 for a major championship he's, he's an elite ball striker elite level golfer fair enough he hasn't not a prolific winner or anything like that but uh, I could easily see him sneaking into a place and then my last pick for the week is Ryan Palmer at 125 to 1 so I, I put this bet on when uh, when I saw him I think he shot eight under or seven under at the Scottish Open. I was like, right, let, let's get moving. Ryan Palmer's from Texas, really, really familiar with the wind. One of the one of the better wind players on the PGA Tour. He was in the top five last week. He's just just a really, really solid, solid guy. Uh, solid all-around game, which I think will suit him this week. Um, so he drives it very, very well. Hits a yeah, lot of He can hit that stinger as well if he needs to. So Ryan Palmer is my last, last but not least, at 125 to 1. So quick recap, Rory, 20 to 1, straight win bet. Xander, each way at 20 to 1. Lowry, 40 to 1. Connors, 100 to 1. And Ryan Palmer at 125 to 1. Nice. Okay, so first of all, I actually like those that picks, Steve, to be fair. Um, Thanks, bro. Looking back at, at mine now, I'm kind of going, fuck, I should have picked more Irish and English just because it was the open. Unfortunately, I didn't. Um, so basically what I've kind of done this week and it's kind of a bit out of left field so it, it'll either work out or it'll go horribly wrong was kind of I've gone for very recently like Joe recent kind of placings recently bias you know how have they been playing well the last two three four months and just went through a good few of them seeing you know how they did in the previous majors um, how they've done previously on links kind of golf um, I end up uh, back in six players. Um, obviously, John Ram being the huge favorite, I think, for probably myself and Donnie, let's be honest. Um, so, as a surprise, I have backed John Ram obviously just to win because at the price of what eight to one he currently sits at, there is absolutely no point backing him for uh, each way, lads. So, any new, any new lads in terms of betting, don't. Bet John Ram each way. It's not even worth your uh, no point. Money. You're just you're just putting your winnings in half. Yeah. So 
basically I have John Ram to win. He's my he's he's my big pick this week. Um again, I've gone for people in the last few weeks who've impressed me and this is one that could definitely not work out at all. But uh Thomas Detry played very well at the Scottish Open last last week. Um he, I think he was T T two, I believe. Um, maybe gone to the playoff. Yeah, gone to the playoff. Yeah, playoff yeah. So he's a. Yeah. Uh, I saw him at a hundred to one this morning, and I was like, "Look, even though he's not that big a player, after the weekend he just had, I think he he's worth the punt at a hundred to one." To be, to be perfectly honest with you, um, my next pick is. Another player who's been doing well all year, especially the last few months, is Daniel Berger. Um, I believe he was T5 in the last, T5, T6 in the last uh, major. So backing Daniel Berger. Uh, my next <laughs> my next pick, Steve, look look away now. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick is my wow. next pick. <laughs> good uh, bet, Bruno. Very good bet. Oh, it, it's, uh, a, it's a great bet. It actually is. And he, he's... I get. I actually no. think I actually have to say I know it's a major and the fields are bigger and you usually get a bit more value. But a lot of the players are fucking good value this week. Like even like Matthew Fitzpatrick at thirty three to one. I think that's good value. Like, do you think that Matt Fitzpatrick should be the same price as Bryson DeChambeau to win a major championship? That's fair. I mean, I no, no, that no. Is... That's actually a very good point. There, you've you've no, I, I you put me on a, a peg, but um, it. I think in terms of a Lynx course, Lynx golf course. I, I'm going to say on, on, on a Lynx golf course, yes, I do think Matthew Fitzpatrick should be the same price as... No. Bryson's going to look at that golf course and think he's playing fucking tennis or something. He's going to be like, what? He's like, what is this? Is this golf? He's not going to yeah. have a clue what's going on. Ah, uh, look, you're being... That's a bit... That's disrespectful now, Donnie, to... to well, do gray, you know A great player. I'm a disrespectful and a guy. <laughs> so my last two picks um one of my picks i backed him a few weeks ago he got into the playoff and uh absolutely shot the bed but uh hockey neiman at 60 to 1 tie again was great value and my last pick is christian bizadenhut they say it right nailed it, nailed it. Nice. Well done, nice. yeah. thanks lads I, I had to get the lads to help me with the uh, pronunciation before the pod uh, it, took, it, took, it took 45 minutes yeah, it was it was three <laughs> fucking zoom calls <laughs> no it was like uh, it was like it was like Joey and learning French off <laughs> <TV. laughs> exactly <laughs> fucked that up <laughs> um okay and so yeah so th- those are my those are my picks um so I'll just do a quick recap before I give you my funky bet. So um, I have obviously John Ram as my favorite at uh, eight to one. Um, I have Matthew Fitzpatrick at 33 to one. Um, I have Daniel Berger at 50 to one. Uh, Joaquin Nyman at 60 to one. And uh, Christian Bizaden Hoot at uh, 66 to 1 oh sorry and then Thomas Dedry at, at 100 to 1 nice my funky bet at this week is in enhanced special on William Hill again William Hill reach out to us to, to give us an all sponsor really um, but it is John Ram to shoot 70 or less in all four rounds 8 to 1 now as we've said just discussed before the podcast we think that's probably gonna to be tough it's quite a difficult course but i think it's worth a punt at eight to one i mean same, same so price you're getting uh, the guy to win the fucking golf tournament <laughs> that's so true fuck yeah it sounds it sounds tough brew but in actual fact the ram only needs to shoot one under four times yeah Perfect. 70 exactly. you know yeah, exactly so yeah, I, I don't I don't hate that funky bet. Have you got I an L, uh, have you got a forfeit? Have you got a, a top dog who's not gonna do shit? Yeah, I do actually. So just give me one sec there. I just want to just double check who I had written down in my in my notes. So I'll say John Ram for the crack. Fair. 
Um, right, so two forfeits for Steve. I'm just so just, <laughs> that's, that's the same comment you made. Here, so uh, same comment you made about Sam Horsfield, and Sam Horsfield went on to withdraw from the tournament after being massive overpower. Yeah, to oh, be yeah, fair, no, so he withdrew from the tournament, so it doesn't matter. What, yeah, <laughs> he had a he had a family emergency. So oh, that was it. Yeah. I think. Um, I think my dude, my my will not win. <laughs> um, to be honest, I. This is this could be controversial, but I'm gonna pick uh, Dustin Johnson. Great man, I know. Because yeah, to be fair, right, my, because I do, I genuinely do think that Speed and Justin Thomas might show up this that weekend. So I was too scared to have picked them. I'm not going anywhere near Brooks Kepka because man, he's the player that shows up, can show up at any point. So I'm too scared to yep. pick him, and. McElroy has scared me in the past, so I, I I can't. And there's no way I'm picking the uh, goat that is Xander. Like so, fair no, fair play. I think I think uh, DJ is brave, but we'll respect it. Fair. So I saw a stat that kind of scared the shit out of me about DJ, um, which was there was some calculation done how they did this. I don't fucking know, but. Um, in windy conditions, uh, so so when the wind was considered to be over a certain threshold on the PGA Tour, it's like right with this counts as one of the rounds. That uh, top of the list of guys who skewed the best scores in windy conditions was DJ, and I think Ryan Palmer was in the top five. By the way, Steve, which you Ryan Ryan Palmer, which you'll very much uh, be happy. My to hear. boy, yeah, great wind So. so obviously like DJ hits it so high but he must have that kind of ball flight which just pierces the wind you know like um, my mate was speaking to me recently about like this new uh, like the new concept that the pros have off the tee which is tee it up and hit it high so you, you basically pierce the wind low spin um, and it doesn't affect the golf ball anywhere near as much as you'd think so maybe there's something in that scene as DJ hits it so high anyway um, right so Brew, you're 100 to 1's your biggest price. Yeah, like I've got I've got what should be two, two 250 to 1 picks, um, except one of them went ahead and fucking won for the first time in a decade in the John Deere. Thanks very uh, much. Over. Go on, so, Lucas. I'll, I'll probably start there. My um, pleasure. Th- thank you, Siri. Okay, no <laughs> worries. Um, that was random. Also, <laughs> we have a fourth member of the podcast. I know, yeah. Anyway. So um, for my picks, I looked at a few, um, you know, key metrics, key indicators, what's um, what's the what. And also I did have a deep dive into the leaderboards in 2011 and 2003. Obviously in 2003, you had Ben Curtis winning to Thomas Bjorn, Vijay Singh, Davis Love, Tiger, guys like Freddie Atkinson. Obviously these guys are are, are sort of, uh, you know, they're not the top best sons of the game anymore, but their styles of play is kind of relevant as well. Um, in terms of key stats, I picked out four. One of them is such an obscure stat. I cannot believe the PGA Tour track it, but I'm hoping it's going to be helpful this week. So um, first key stat is strokes gained on approach, quite big greens um, this week, and three-putt territory is very likely um, on a lot of these undulating greens. Um, you're going to miss greens with the wind, etc. And it is quite a long golf course, even though, you know, like comparatively speaking, it's long because it's a par 70. Um, so scrambling is going to be very important in and around the greens. That's a huge positive for the likes of Ram, for the likes of Lowry, um, for the likes of Xander, who I would consider to be a pretty elite level um, up and down merchant. Um, I've put in driving accuracy based off of, you know, it's a Lynx golf course. There's a lot of thick rough out there. And based off that tweet, that what Richard Bland saying is the thickest rough that he's ever seen at a Lynx um, is quite a jarring um, description of what Royal St. George is going to look like. I'm sure there'll be plenty more spoken about that in the lead up. Um, so driving accuracy, you're going to have to put it in the fairway if you want to hold greens. And then the final stat is on the PGA Tour, they track the average apex height of a guy's driver. So this is guys who hit it high versus guys who hit it low. I'm not looking at guys hit it high. Who's number one? Any guesses? The guy who hits it Lucas the highest. Clover. The highest. Oh. Adam uh, Scott. The I'll give you a hint. You think he's going to win this week. Rory? 
Rory's number one, and that's that. Yeah. Yeah, but it's Rory can eat. Rory grew up on the links of. Oh yeah, no, I, I don't think. I don't think it's a negative to be honest. Like, I just I feel like, um, I feel like being able to hit these, uh, these stingers, um, is going to help in terms of trajectory when the ball actually gets on the deck as well. Um, less likely to to kick off into rough. And more the only thing I'd say on that, Donny, is if, if the wind's behind you and you've the highest ball flight in the PGA Tour and you're hitting the driver, then that's absolutely... Yeah, well, th- yeah, I mean, thankfully, like, they're, they're, the holes are in all different directions, Steve. So, you know... Oh, they, yeah. yeah, apparently. What directions <laughs> What directions do they go? They go in north, south, east and west, so I'm told. Oh, okay. And, and, and certain variations of those and combinations of those. So, like, south, south, west, north, northwest. They're pretty exotic, but I think I you're think right. It. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> um, so there are the stats that I sort of had a look. Obviously, not all of my picks totally conform to being like um, to 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 performing well across these statistics. But if I see anyone who is you know notably poor across any of these statistics, he's kind of out. Um, so first pick is obviously my dude, my man, John Ram. He's a monster. <clears throat> a couple of stats for you. Um, in terms of win percentages, since it's been tracked, uh, um, Tiger had the greatest win percentage in golf at 22%. One in five throughout his career. That's just that's outrageous. That's fucking crazy. That's actually crazy. So the next, crazy. The next best guy, I actually don't, I'll be honest, I don't know who it was, but it was less than 8%. John Ram is currently just under 10%. So in the whole era the last 30 years of how many times the guys won from starts john ram is second to tiger the second stat of how fucking amazing a golfer john ram is currently the average um this is by the way the source for this stat is at data golf which i would recommend you follow on twitter um 30,000 followers i got good lads so a tweet that they put up earlier on today i'm going to grab it is in terms of strokes gained the difference in skill between our first ranked player John Ram in the world rankings and our second ranked player which is currently Xander apparently um, is half a stroke per round this is the largest non-tiger gap since 2004 and they've got a they've got this graphic and if you actually see the graphic Tiger's skyscrapers are like Dubai and then the rest are like Dublin but John Ram is the next best. Um, so that's how good the guy is. And I think he's going to win again. He knows how to get it done on links. He turned up to Scotland last week with his C game, missed loads of putts, was pissed off with loads of approach shots. He certainly didn't have the ball under control in his mind's eye. And he still missed the playoff by a shot. Was it one shot or maybe two shots? But Donnie, was- would you, can I just say he was very much in contention on a Sunday it was Rams. It was Rams' tournament to lose, to be honest. As it just coming off a U.S. Open Championship, and I'd say I'd say he bottled it, to be honest. I'd say Does he give no disrespect to what was a great tournament and it was a great field? Does he care about the Scottish Open title compared to next week? I would think he'd be very concerned. Like he was in with a shout <laughs> lead and he just couldn't Time get anything going. Came out Time and bogey the first hole. How is that for a major mentality? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, listen, like you're sort of clutching at straws, Steve, to be honest, because look what he did when it mattered at a major. So well, we'll see, won't we? But again, and eight to one, much too short. Uh seven to one. And oh seven to one, even shorter. So so I have fifty quid on him at seven to one, and I was nearly gonna empty all the marbles on him. Honestly, I was nearly gonna just double down and forget about everyone else at one stage. Uh, I think he could actually win by a wide margin. I think he could dominate like Shane did last year. I really do. I think if he's the right side of the draw, he could get two clear, and the two could turn into four, could turn into six, could turn into eight. Who knows? He's just that good. And anyone who says he's not worth seven to one is not paying attention because he's absolutely justifiably the favourite. He's justifiably the favourite, but not the seven to one favourite again. We'll see. Um, We'll see. We'll see. So he's my pick. There's no real surprises there. I'm a big John Ram fanboy. I have been for ages. Um, He stands on next and he'll do it again this Sunday, as far as I'm concerned. Except for last Sunday. Except for last Sunday. 
Next best pick is actually someone who I've never suggested backing on this podcast, but I'm going to go based on what I saw last week. I'm going to back JT at 18 to 1. I think he's finally, not only is he getting the grips with Lynx Golf, I think he's actually starting to enjoy Lynx Golf. Um, so this stat of guys posting top 10s in the open before winning, he just falls outside the category. So his best finish in an open is 11th on his debut. He's had two missed cuts since, but he's a flusher of a golf ball, great iron player. His driving is in is in really good shape based on what happened, what he did last week. Um, I don't know how he contends in the wind, but I mean, I don't really need to justify JT as a golfer. He's incredible. Um, he is one of the best in the world and will be for the next decade. Uh, so 18 to 1, I thought was a fair price. Of those guys just behind Ram, that was the one that I liked more than any other. Um, didn't like speed. He's he hasn't played since the US Open. I wouldn't want to speculate on as to why. It seems a little bit unusual that he hasn't played once. Could have stuff going on. Hopefully not. Um, and he just took a rest. Now he's got a great game for Lynx Golf, as we all know, and he's already won this championship. But uh I couldn't take speed. Um Brooks, I just keep thinking he's going to run out of steam in these majors. Uh, yeah, Rory, even though it is a very attractive price, if you can get it at 20 to 1, uh, it just wasn't for me this week. So I was happy to go with JT. The rest of my picks then are um, much better value. So first of those is Brandon Grace. He is the third lowest driver of the golf ball on the PGA Tour. So his ball flight is super low. Um, he contended at the PGA recently, which gave him a lot of confidence. Having a very good season. He missed the cut last week. I don't think it's a negative. Um, similarly to what you were saying, Steve, that means he has extra time. He's gone down to Royal St. George's on Saturday. He's got acclimatized. He's chilled out. He might have played nine holes Sunday, nine holes today, whatever. Um, I kind of like that. Um, I think the harder the wind blows, the bigger Brandon Grace's advantage, um, just the way he hits the ball. Uh, he's South African. South Africans have a great record in this championship. Um, and speaking of which, I've gone, I've doubled down the South Africans because I'm on Christian Mazaden as well. 66 to 1, as Brew mentioned. In terms of scrambling, he's fourth on the PGA Tour. He hasn't missed a single cut in the PGA Tour this season. I think that's about 17 or 18 starts. Uh, six a, a cut. Oh, sorry, that's yeah, that was a point. <laughs> <laughs> machine, that was the just can't yeah. hit a green. Yeah, yeah, I think someone would have noticed that by now. It'd be like, um, what's going on with your man? Mm. He hasn't had a two put all season. Um, no, he hasn't missed the cut, which is real great consistency. Um, so I think at six six to one, you're going to get four days of entertainment out of him if it's a five each way, a ten each way, whatever is your poison. Um, 16th in greens and regulation, which I think is also a pretty good indicator. I think if he can just get some puts to go, ironically enough, um, he'll he'll go from being a top 20 machine to being a guy who could actually be in it down the stretch. Um, next one, and I've got some guys who I'm I'm shouting out here, but I'm not backing anybody beyond Ram and JT until I see the draw, because we mentioned the draws are really important. So of these eight picks, I'll post up on Twitter the five that'll be my final, um, my final five bullets that I'm going to fire for this. So uh, at fifty to one as well is Sergio Garcia. So Sergio has fifty percent. Of his 20 Open Championship appearances, he's been in the top 10, which is outrageous. So he's top 10 10 times, twice. Two of them were at Royal St. George's in 2003 and 2011. So um, he's got course form. Exceptional driver to golf ball, as we know. So he's third in strokes gained off the tee. Uh, he was 19th at the US Open, which is pretty decent recent form. Won the Sanderson um, earlier in the season as well in the PGA Tour. 25th in greens of regulation, great ball striker, 52nd in scrambling, loves Lynx golf, loves the love, like he's got a love affair, I think, with, with the open. It would be great if he could if he get over the line with, and win an open. Um, having lost to Harrington very, you know, in a really close one back in Burkdale. So I like him. 50 to 1. I'm not mad about the price, to be honest. I would be all over it if it was 80 to 1. I think 50 to 1 is a little bit short for him. There's but, bigger uh, out there, Donnie. I think he, I think I saw him at 70s. 
Yeah, perhaps. So I'm basing this shop around. I'm basing this off Paddy Power. Um, yeah, there probably is better value out there than fifty to oh, one. Paddy Power's margins are ridiculous, though. Like they're going yeah, twelve which, places, though. Which twelve places? Yes, twelve places. About what one sixth odds, is it? Yeah, yeah. I've never seen that before. One sixth of the. To be honest, like that's fine if if you're gonna back a load of like three hundreds to ones and stuff, but they're going after. They're trying to hoover up as many of the the real recreational golf punters as possible. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, it's sports are 10 or 11 and Paddy are 12. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so it's I'll just, go to, it's go to just Paddy. The, the thrill of having a winning bet, um, even if your, your, um, your place odds are crap. Like imagine if you had a guy who came T12 and then a shot back was, was T22. You'd get four euro back, 40 cents back, not even four euro. Anyway, um, so I've got a couple more. I am definitely back in Porter Carrington at 100 to 1. Obviously, I am. Uh, so he he sort of faded on Sunday at the Scottish Open, just gone, but he played quite well. He finished tied 18th. Um, he was solid throughout the week. Porter Carrington, back-to-back Open champion. For my mind, I'm not going to say he's the greatest Irish sportsman ever. He's my favourite Irish sportsman ever. I love him. I absolutely love him. He placed at 600-1 to 1 at the US PGA at Cuba Island, which does have sort of links overtones. Um. What more can you say about him? Like it, it, it's his type of golf. Um, he's going to go out there thinking he can win, and and he could. Like a hundred to one's a justifiable price. Um, he's going to have all the guile. He's he's not going to put it. He's not going to miss it in the wrong places. He's not going to rack up a big score. Um, he's just going to. And the harder the course is, we know this about Harrington. The harder the course, the worse of a test it is. Um, the more he excels, he just loves that grind. He doesn't do birdie fests typically. Yeah. He's not a guy who likes 25 under par golf courses. He likes a two under par win and score. So we need I'm a talking, win to pick up for him for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So Harrington and Grace are two lads where the conditions and the draw are really crucial, which is why they're not. But I'll back Harrington anyway because I love him. But um, yeah, I agree with you, Steve, totally. All right. Three more outsiders very quickly. Already mentioned Lucas Glover. He was 250 to 1. The reason I wanted to back him was he contended here in 2011 and he's got a really low ball flight, ball flight as well. And he actually um is like he's he's not a bad links golfer. Like the the narrative about Americans is that they don't really do that well with links golf, but I think Lucas Glover is a bit of an exception. Like he won last time, totally different golf course, like throwing darts, I think 19 under par won it. Um, so he's completely different. Pressure will be off. He'll have his tour card now locked in for the next few seasons with that win. 150 to 1 was 250 to 1. Um, so I'm a little bit salty about that. But anyway, I do like Lucas Glover, um, even at that shorter price. Another and then, thing for him, Donnie, he, he won at yes. uh, Page Black US Open, which is an absolute slog of a course as well. So I, I, I really just the guy can't putt. That's the problem. I know he, yeah, he just right. won, but he can't. He misses so many three footers, four footers, five footers for par that will just grind you down. But yeah. if he gets it all together, he could. He he's one of the better ball strikers around, and if he gets it all together, he could easily show up on a leaderboard. I would not be surprised at all. An irrelevant negative for me: he doesn't wear a glove, and I know Freddie Couples doesn't either. But that just looks so wrong. And his name is Lucas Glover. Figure that one out. I know, I know. The man's the man is a walking contradiction. But anyway, a, a contradiction since birth. But uh, he's a good lad. I was very happy for him. Um, very happy for him winning for the first time in a decade there. Yeah. But not for the price. And just one last tip in Lucas Glover. He was tied 20, 20th in Port Rush. Um, and that was his first open appearance in six years. So there's a little bit of trending form in terms of links there. Right, two left. Two 250 to one shots, one of which is very speculative, one of which I'm actually feeling bizarrely confident about. So the one I'm feeling bizarrely confident about is Aaron Roy, English guy, Scottish Open winner in 2019, 25th in driving accuracy. But in the last two seasons of the European Tour, he was third in driving accuracy. So he's probably trying to send it out there a little bit further. So he's going to hit a lot of fairways. He's not going to get hopefully bogged down in that really heavy rough either side of the fairway. Um, he's 22nd on the European Tour in greens regulation. Again, the two seasons prior to this, he was 8th and 7th. 
So Tita Green, he's very good. He's another guy who just can't put to save his life. But if he does, you know what will happen. Um, he was pretty respectable last week. So he was defending champion last week. He finished tied 35th, which was eight back from a really low score on Sunday. Um, and he was tied 12th at the Irish Open the week before. So he's got recent form, 250 to one. I really like if he gets the right side of the draw. One of my funky bets potentially is Aaron Wright to be top 10 at the end of round one as a 14 to one bet. Um, and then finally, uh, Chris Kirk, American, 250 to one. This is purely based on the fact that he is very good in terms of proximity to the hole this season. So he's in the top 10 in terms of proximity to the hole. And then also, this is only his third time appearing at the Open, but he was tied 19th at Hoy Lake when Rory won in 2014. So uh, sort of, yeah, for, he's, he's having a, he's ha- I think he's had a tough time off the course in the last couple of years. Um, addiction we, problems. Was that it? Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, he had some. Oh, no he, had way. Some, um, he seems Drugs, to be coming out. Alcoholic, I think, yeah. yeah. So a bit of a wild man in certain respects, which I kind of, you know, I wish him the best and hopefully he's passed all that sort of stuff. Um, you know, he's a former Ryder Cup player as well. Like the guy is a, a really good golfer and 250. Did he, Cup? he did. He played, no I think he might have played the when we got bet. Remember Boo Weekly was was on that same team. Jeez, that 2016. Oh, we lost a team with Boo Weekly and Chris Kirk. And Anthony Kim. Hilarious. What a player uh, he was. Oh, he was yeah. fifth yeah. last time it was here, actually. Kim. Oh, yeah, was he? In That's right. Lap, yeah. 2011, yeah. yeah. He was right. unbelievable. We could do a whole podcast on Anthony, Anthony Kim, but... I know. Yeah, well, maybe we should at some point in time. Yeah. I'd love to figure Try out... Try and get going. him on as a guest. So, I heard that one of the reasons he gave up golf or that the leading like speculation was something to do with an insurance payout. Yeah, yeah. That that's that's what I've heard. Like that's my do you know more, understanding. So, do you know more about that than me? What like, I don't do I wish player? I did, but I don't. Yeah. Something he was a do... legend. He was such a good player. He had he was, the AK he was diamond. He had a diamond studded belt with AK initial into his belt. That's right. Sponsored also... by Nike. He was just a just a cool fella. He also owns an incredible record. Um, does anyone know the record Anthony Kim holds in a major championship? Uh, the ma- so it's a it's Masters related. He's no. finished in the top twenty every time he's played the Masters. Under. Anthony Kim has the most ever birdies in a round at Augusta in the Masters. Eleven. Jesus, he obviously had a lot of bogeys oh, as well, did he? Yeah, I think, he, I think, yeah, I think he shot the togs the rest of them. That stat always stayed with me. Eleven birdies, eighteen holes around the goal. He was such a talent. He was like, it was just such a he weird. I, again, this is we could talk about this all day, so let's not get yeah, yeah, down it, But he That's was true. such a just a legend of a player. I think everybody liked him as well. That was the strange yeah. thing. Yeah, well, totally Tiger, Tiger loved him. Tiger, yeah. Tiger thought he was the next. He was like, he Tiger. was the next guy. Yeah, the yeah. Nice tiger, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we could actually do a pod. Maybe yeah. one week when there's a crap tournament on, we'll do, let's do digging and do a deep dive. And let's try to get him on. Yeah, I'll just yeah. fire him off messages. Like, we'll get him on. Yeah, I again heard uh, whispers that he like plays high stakes poker now, which I probably should. <laughs> That's right. I, I think we're listening to the same sources, Danny. That as well. <laughs> sure that as Insurance well. and high stakes poker, massive gambler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. How about you give us a recap, Donnie? Yeah, I, guess we'll recap. I definitely need a recap. Yes, all I heard was after yeah, you I said fell asleep Ram, there about 20 minutes ago. So yeah, give us a recap. I, I switched off. That's okay, fair. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so yeah, there are eight golfers there, and I will back five. So three will will come off based on the draw. Um, so John Ram, seven to one, Justin Thomas, 18 to one, Brandon Grace, 50 to one, Sergio Garcia, 50 to one, Christian Bezaden, who at 66 to one, Porrick Harrington. Definitely getting backed at 100 to 1. Lucas Glover at 150 to 1. And then two outsiders, Aaron Roy, 250 to 1. Chris Kirk, 250 to 1. And the funky bet is going to be one of Aaron Roy uh, or uh, Bezadenhut to be top 10 in the first round. Um, so I think Bezadenhut's 8 to 1 and Aaron Roy's 14 to 1. Um, top 10 just for the first round. And my not to win. I'm going to take Spieth, which is dangerous. The reason I'm taking Spieth is 
I just find it unusual that he hasn't played, that he didn't come over to Scotland. And I, I just think not playing in between the US Open and now is a little bit strange. So I don't know. I don't know what the story is there. Um, he probably could go well, but I just think maybe a bit of rust. Yeah, no, that's yeah. fair. And actually, just really was one thing really, really quickly there before we uh, wrap up was I know I noticed there was some kind of fairly key um, people who were missing the uh, tournament this week. So quickly here we have uh, Matsuyama who tested positive for COVID. We have the two young Korean guys, so Sun Jae Im and Siwoo Kim, have both elected to play for the Olympics because in Korea you have to do that uh, 20-month military service. But yes, if you can't really argue, can if you? you get a medal at the Olympics, you get an exemption to not do it. That's right. So, so every, everybody lump on South Korea to win the Olympics. That's it. Post. And then you have uh, Matthew Wolf also pulled out with no explanation given. Uh, Bubba Watson, who's a close contact for COVID. Uh, Danny Lee and KH Lee, who had the birth of his child. Yeah. Hmm. So there was another one, saying, um, former champ today, Zach, Zach Johnson. Johnson. Uh, Zach Johnson, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah no, interesting people, team. yeah. It's, it's, oh, I don't think Hideki's playing either. Yeah, no, Hideki Batsuyama, he, he, he uh, tested positive. That was, that was the first person I said. Oh, sorry. And just the, yeah. the last thing to mention the, uh, the Barbasol Championship is going on on the PGA Tour while this Open Championship is going on. And our very own Waterford man, Seamus Power, is 16 to 1 favourite for the Barbasol Championship. And I would not put anybody off a couple of couple of pennies on him to, to win it this week. Or would I? He's some tied, great golf. Great golf. He was four back from Glover, finished tied third, tied fourth, 15 under. He's on. Last he's week. playing so well the last he four really weeks. Is. It's really, very really close. Well. And he needs, he needs to battle for the the top 125 in the FedEx as well. And this is as good of a chance as he'll ever get. Charles Schwartz is playing over there as well, which caught my eye. Well, that's interesting. Joint favourites, I think. Yeah. Well, that's that that just um, is a is a massive feather in the cap for Seamus Power and how far he's risen on the PGA. Yeah. And that'll hopefully... be my funky bet. That'll be, again, that'll be my funky bet. Seamus Power to win the Barbasol. And it's not another pick, Donny, as you said last week. It's... Uh, no, yeah, it's a funky bit. Yeah, though, that's yeah. that's uh, fair. Um, so yeah, sure. Look, that's we'll uh, we'll uh, leave it there. Um, again, very very exciting times now this uh, weekend. I'm actually heading off to a cottage, so I don't know how much of the British Open I'm going to catch. I'm going to try and catch as much of it as I can. But that's shocking you know, to me. I know. I'm, I'm I know. Gonna... It's been booked months ago. Like I I didn't realize it was. Should have checked the calendar. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. So. I'll 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 put the errors in this week, lads, because I Same start Monday, which I'm very very excited about, and then the following weekend I'm at a music festival, and I can't believe that's actually happening. Uh, so I'll be having a quiet one this weekend. I'll watch loads of golf. So if you're on Twitter, please do follow us. Uh, Finders Fairway on Twitter or on Instagram, where for Fairway Finders, we would love to have a bit of crack on that. We'll be putting up. Um, good laughs. We'll be putting up stats throughout the whole week, and we'll be trying to uh, to stir the pot when the mood is right. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, sure. Look, we'll uh, leave it there. Thanks very much, lads, and we will talk to you again soon. Let's take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen: you can hit a good shot or a bad shot. So. Why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Home! Oh, He's, He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion.